Welcome to another episode of the Grind Culture Detox Podcast. I hope that whatever you're doing and wherever you are now, that you know that thriving is your birthright. Right now I'm recording this podcast during the Eclipse Portal. It is April 28th, 2023. And we have a really big full moon eclipse coming up on uh, May 5th. And it's actually going to be in Scorpio. And so this is a pretty interesting time where we're seeing a lot of cycles come to an end. A lot of death and rebirth energy. So if you're feeling like you're in an in-between state, please know that you are, you're in alignment with the courses of nature. Eclipses have this way of really getting us to make really big transformations in our lives. And today I wanted to speak on the topic of the false timeline of grind culture. So for folks who don't know, grind culture is this addictive need that we feel to constantly be producing And it leads us to feeling uncomfortable with our human needs. So we start feeling guilty for resting. We start feeling like we are not productive if we're not working or we're not valuable, I should say, if we're not working. Um, It leads us to not taking time off to take care of our basic needs. And uh, this can cause major health problems, both physically, emotionally, and spiritually. And so this podcast and my writings around grind culture are really to unearth the fact that another way is in fact possible. And each podcast episode talks about grind culture from a different standpoint. So one episode might talk about grind culture more from the family. Another episode might talk more about grind culture from a financial perspective. But today I want to talk about grind culture from the context of time because time is a very big way in which grind culture is perpetuated. But here's the thing about time. Time is an illusion. Time is a false construct. So quantum physicists have proven this, that time is an illusion, that it's not real. And so if we are running our lives based upon time, then the question should be asked at some point, if time is an illusion, why the time crunch? Why does it feel like we never have enough time to get all of the things that we need to get done? And then we also need to think about reimagining the nine to five workday, reimagining the five day work week, the six day work week, the seven day work week. And uh, something that I write quite extensively about in my book, The Grind Culture Detox, is number one, it's an illusion that the more we work, the more productive we become. It's actually the opposite. Um, The longer hours that we clock in within a day, the the less productive we actually become because our brains need time for rest and respite and to recharge and to basically just be human, right? And so if time is an illusion, if time is a false construct, and yet grind culture has us always working against the clock, there's some kind of gaslighting going on here. And as I highlighted in my previous episode around um, 
the manipulation, the emotional and psychological manipulation of grind culture. Um, Gaslighting is something that we as a collective are experiencing quite a bit of these days. So much so that gaslighting was the highest searched word on Google last year in 2022. And I think the the amount of searches went up for gaslighting by 1741%. And essentially gaslighting is basically being told that something is real, that you intuitively know, and that you actually have proof that that thing is not real. And yet you're being told by a person or a group of people that your reality is faulty. And so it, it does this thing to question your reality and it can cause mental health issues it can cause emotional issues so there's some gaslighting going on when it comes to our perception of time as it relates to grind culture and that is done by design so when we think about the false timelines that grind culture imposes upon us some questions that we're going to have to ask and reimagine for ourselves in the months and years to come is what does time mean for us and also how might we make time work for us so um, how might it be to work from a place where we're not working against the clock Um, how might it be to work from a place where we're able to reimagine the nine to five work day where we're able to reimagine even the five-day work week. So more companies are starting to bring the four-day work week to the table. I know um, the last time I worked full-time, I tried to present a four-day work week as a a manager at the company I was working at, and um, it was considered very radical at the time. But uh, we're noticing now that this is becoming more of a topic of conversation because we're realizing that The five-day work week can be pretty inhumane a lot of times. And, you know, this idea that we work five days a week and then we have like two days off. And we know those two days aren't off because we need at least like one day to do our errands, right? To do our grocery shopping, our laundry, cleaning, cooking, et cetera, et cetera. And then, you know, that might sometimes mean we only have one day off. But then maybe we just want to rest and lie around. Um, What about experiencing life? What about taking a hike, going out in nature? That becomes harder to do when we're working five days out of the week. And the reality of the situation is a lot of folks work more than five days a week. Um, There's family members that that I know that are working six, maybe seven days a week sometimes. Even though technically that's illegal, sometimes there's staffing shortages at the company that they work at and they're they're trying to be a good team player and, you know, they take on the extra shift and there's this kind of this peer pressure that's attached to that as well. So there's definitely a war on time that we need to consider and um, some ways to reimagine time is instead of thinking about how we might work against the clock or how we have to work against the clock. How can we go with the natural flows of life? So even the way we calendar out our work events, like what might it look like to 
have a very different calendar in the winter months than it would be to have in the spring months or the summer months, right? So what might it look like to not overpack your calendar like in the winter time when that's more of a slower restful period maybe the springtime can be a time where uh, we schedule more events or more meetings but it's what might it look like for us to come to a consensus in our work cultures to um, get off of the system of grind culture when it comes to time and to reimagine time in a way that's more in accordance with our natural rhythms and I'm here to offer the comp the some might say it's a controversial view that this is something that we can do because time itself is an illusion so anybody who's saying that we have to quote unquote work against the clock we can kind of question those motives and be like but why though So, um, so that's the one thing, like on the mundane level, how might we reimagine time when it comes to scheduling? But I also want to go more on an esoteric level, because one thing about the grind culture detox process, anybody who's attracted to this work, anybody who's attracted to these podcasts or these topics of discussion Nine times out of 10, you're on a spiritual journey. You're awakening. You're awakening to the false constructs of the world. You're awakening to the false constructs of what you thought the world was. And so with that, let's take this up a notch and let's reconsider and reimagine time as it relates to an esoteric perspective as well. And so to do this, you definitely want to consider astrology in this particular scenario. So when we think about astrology, um, astrology is very critical to understanding the times that we're living in. Whether or not you think that astrology is completely accurate, it's something that you should definitely take a look into because it has this way of mapping out the cycles of the universe and the cycles of how we might experience the universe. So, um, you know, and a lot of times I'm just going to be honest, the 1%, the people who hold the most power, a lot of times they are going in accordance with astrology. They're planning a lot. They plan a lot of events based upon astrology and what the moon is doing and what the planets are doing and how they're talking and interacting with each other. And so um, with that being said, it would behoove us to have a deeper amount of information as it relates to astrology um, as well. So we can be active co-creators in our lives instead of pawns within our lives. And so one thing to note about astrology, I'm not going to go into a whole spiel around astrology right now, because quite honestly, it's a it's a multi-year process of learning. And this is what keeps a lot of people out of astrology, because a lot of times it's like, okay, that's just like too much to learn. Never mind. Forget it. So I've been there before. So the one thing I'm going to say is we are in a current current astrological transit which is called Saturn in Pisces. Really quick and dirty, 
explanation of Saturn and Pisces. Stay with me. If you're, if you, some of y'all might already like know way, way more about Saturn and Pisces than I do. Um, and there's others out there that might not know anything about it. So I'm really just trying to break it down. Um, so that I keep, I keep everybody with me with this. Um, so, okay. Saturn and Pisces. Saturn represents time. It rules over time. It also rules over karma. It rules over destiny in a lot of ways. It rules over cause and effect. Okay. Pisces rules over karma as well. It, it's usually the, it's the last sign on the astrological wheel. So it's like, the final wrap-up of things. Pisces rules past lives, okay? So when you put Saturn and Pisces together, a lot of times that is the impact of past lives coming back to us. It's the tying up of loose ends. It's the tying up of different timelines. And so um, this Saturn and Pisces transit, which I think happened in March of 2023, it's definitely led to this weird timelessness. So we've talked about time being an illusion and I'm sure this may have been something you've heard of before, but it's really hard to like fully wrap our heads around it, that particular concept when we have all of these deliverables and we have this very rigid calendar. But this Saturn and Pisces transit has made it a lot difficult to stick to the rigidity of Um, the current timelines that we've accepted as being true. And a lot of that has to do with the fact that Saturn is in Pisces. And so um, we're going to see a lot more talk around reimagining time and then also this idea around time loops. Sometimes you might even feel like you're in a time loop, like you're I don't know if you've ever felt this way where like, you're like, dang, I'm learning the same lesson that I thought I learned a few years ago. I feel like I just did a whole karmic loop. Or if you've ever had this experience where it's like, oh, I keep dating the same person. It's a different person, but it's like the same lesson. I keep failing to learn this lesson and I keep dating the same person or I keep getting the same, getting involved with the same type of employer or the same friend group that is related to that's totally like Saturn and Pisces so Saturn and Pisces is going to like magnify that to you right now because um we are being cosmically pushed right now to tie up loose ends karmically and it's really difficult to do that while we're also working um, within a nine to five construct and Saturn is going to be in Pisces for the next three years So this transit is not going away anytime soon. And so I say all this to say is that um, it's going to be really difficult for us as a collective to maintain uh, this current timeline, this agreed upon timeline that we've consented to of like the nine to five work day um, and, and all of that, because a lot of this time is really about being reflective and it's a very spiritual time. Pisces is a very spiritual sign. And um, because it deals a lot with past lives, it deals a lot with karma, it deals a lot with the unseen realm. It's, it's the hidden realm. And um, it's, you know, when you put that together with Saturn, it's the lessons of the unhidden realm. And a lot of that impacts the way we see time. 
And I say that to say is that if you're feeling like you need to kind of slow down, if you feel like you need to take some time out for yourself, if you're feeling more reflective, if you're feeling more introspective and introverted, if you're feeling like you need to go more into a revision phase, more into a rest phase, please understand that you're going with the natural cycles of the cosmic universe right now, okay? Don't beat yourself up about it. Don't feel bad about it. You are just going with what where nature is telling you to go right now, okay? Um, I could definitely attest to this. I made the decision at, at the basically right around when the Saturn and Pisces transit started to go on a full sabbatical. I had first started off with um, taking some time off in the winter months to align with the cycles of the calendar. And, and you know, winter is a time where work is a little slower. And then also, um, you know, the months are colder. There's just a lot more restoration needed during that time. You know, there's that bare hibernation energy. But I got really pushed to take a, a take my sabbatical for the full year. And I have to say, I fought myself with it. And um, I received guidance also from the spirit realm to to do this as well. And I, I fought with my spiritual team around this too, because there was this sense of like, oh no, if I, if I take this sabbatical, if I take this time out to rest, then I'm going to miss out that I'm going to get left behind. I'm going to get lost in the sauce, you know? Um, And I had to really kind of have this like come to Jesus moment with myself around like, first of all, that's me perpetuating grind culture. The same thing I'm saying that uh, we need to reimagine. And so I also just want to reclaim my humanity in this spiel and say like, I am very much struggling with letting go of a lot of the false teachings of grind culture still, right? You know, this is something I write about and I teach about and I give workshops on and it is a deprogramming process that I am still going through. And this is why I've taken this opportunity to really go on sabbatical and I'm still recording podcast content from time to time. Um, because I am a natural communicator and I, I want to share my ideas and I want to sh- share and provide offerings for the collective. But it's really kind of done with the cycles of my particular timeline. It's not, um, I'm not saying that I'm going to be doing these like once a week or once a month even, you know, it's just when my spirit calls me to do so, I'll be here. And um, that's where I need to be throughout the whole year is is that and um you know I'm not taking a full-on sabbatical where I'm not doing any work but I've definitely walked away from a lot of contracts and walked away from some workshop engagements and I've really only committed to doing like a few events that specifically promote rest and slowing down and a few workshops that specifically teach on, about the grind culture detox and and I, I'm doing a couple of retreats um, but it's very much a scaled down thing and um, I specifically handpicked working on a, events that would require the least amount of work from me and the least amount of worry from me in order to, to make this happen and a lot of this has to do with the fact that I am taking another step in my grind culture detox journey because this is a this is not a linear process 
Uh, we are going through a mass awakening as a collective. And a lot of this means reclaiming our time and reclaiming our healing from false narratives around what time is and what we should be doing with our time. And um, yeah, and just taking this time to rest, taking this time to really integrate, doing a lot of work around uh, wrapping up karmic contracts, wrapping up past life contracts. And I'll be talking more about that in future episodes. Um, It's something that is very close and near and dear to my heart. And it's something that we don't talk a lot about as much as a collective. And it kind of seems like really airy fairy pie in the sky. But um, a lot of this stuff is really real. Um, If time is an illusion, then past lives are actually happening now. So um, past lives are just a different timeline that is happening concurrently with this timeline. (laughs) Okay, so um, it's very relevant to how we we manifest in our current lives. It's very relevant to if you are somebody who is uh, working on healing intergenerational curses, healing intergenerational trauma, stepping into greater bouts of thriving within your life, being able to reconcile your past lives, reconcile karmic relationships and karmic timelines currently showing up, those time loops, those pesky time loops and intergenerational curses that just continue to plague you and your bloodline, then um, rest is really important to take that time and, you know, taking time off to reconcile that so that when you do come back into the professional realm, you do so more from a place of empowerment and more from a place of like where you are an active co-creator instead of you just playing out time loops. Um, And so this is what I want to share today around um, what my experience has been with breaking away from the false matrix of grind culture, the time loops of grind, grind culture. And this is something that I wanted to share around why I'm choosing to rest, why I'm choosing to slow down and step away um, from growing my business and instead growing and cultivating my soul and my spirit. Because as above, so below, Um, the more I cultivate myself from within, the more I can cultivate myself from without. And so if there's anybody out there that's been thinking about just taking some additional time off to be with yourself and to be with the earth and to be with some really tough questions. Um, Take this as a note of encouragement Um, and also know sometimes it's hard to take that time off. I do understand that and uh, know that it is possible. Know that another way is possible outside of the false narrative of grind culture, the false narrative of urgency that grind culture enforces upon us in so many different ways. And so with that, always remember that thriving is your birthright. Um, And you'll hear from me again, not quite sure when, but um, I'm wishing you all the best on your healing journey as you deprogram and detox from grind culture. Peace.